0: Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Patrick plays jams. So I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Speaking of, this is crazy. I just talked about a movie that I watched about the Beach Boys. He played the Beach Boys last segment. And it was about Brian Wilson. And I think they have like three different actors play Brian Wilson like all throughout his life. It's called Love and Mercy. Worth, is worth a watch if you're just a fan of music or pop culture, period. Uh, I have on my queue the Respect movie, uh, the biopic by yeah. Aretha Franklin. I have not watched it. Have you watched it? Unbelievable. After? You watched it already.
1: Unbelievable. Okay.
0: Yes, you liked it.
1: Yes. Okay. Now loved every second of it. Okay. Now Jennifer the, Hudson.
0: Yes. Okay. Now mm-hmm. is it a is it a
1: musical or is it more like Walk the Line, where it just it's music in it, but it's not a musical. It's music in it. Okay. It's about her. It's about her life. It's about her. Her entire story, and it's not all good. Oh yeah, that's the beauty. I mean, that's what I love about it. And it yeah. is really, really deep. And I, I have so much respect for yeah. Aretha Franklin. After watching that, man, it, it, it'll get to you.
0: Yeah. No, I. That's why I, I love the, the Love and Mercy thing. I mean, it has some of the dark references yeah, about Brian dark.
1: Wilson stuff,
0: and that's yeah. why. I mean, you can't do a true biopic if you don't explore <laughs> the what I like, what I've uh, called the dark passenger. Right, we all have the dark
2: passenger with us, man. yeah. Everybody, that's, what, they, that's what was a big part of the Weird Al movie. The dark passenger, yeah. The dark, yeah, passenger, yes. I mean, it's,
0: it's with you, like, we all got our dark passenger that's with us the entire time yep. that we are on this, this planet. Yes. And if you are, you know, wise enough, you learn how to conquer and control your dark passenger, you never get rid of it, nope, yep. it's always there. Yep. <clears throat> but you know, but sometimes it gets the best of us, and sometimes. You can't differentiate the dark passenger from the human being. <laughs> get, for real, I'm more real. dark passenger than I am a human being. <laughs>
1: exactly. I had that time.
0: We all remember that time. We, we don't want to be that. that. You wow. don't want to be that yeah. person. So I, you know, we all, uh, and, and, you know, we admit that at times you can allow some of the um, your the worst parts of you to get the best of you. You don't want that to be the case. So that's why I love those biopics and show you can the human spirit can Always overcome that,
1: yeah. You definitely are going to enjoy it. But I'm gonna watch now,
0: now. I'm watching it, yep. I'm watching it tonight.
1: Yep, let me know. You just
0: gave me the, the incentive to watch it tonight. I'm gonna make sure I check it out tonight. Plus, I really ain't got nothing.
1: NBA, <laughs> NBA not finals all will start up
0: to tomorrow. Yeah. I don't I mean, where I watched. The a and that wasn't worth it last night. So. <laughs> That's
1: no appointment viewing. They missed the pop-up on the infield. They oh, missed the pop-up on the infield. That's all you got to know.
0: Oh, you know what? I meant to send this to Patrick, and I did in the audio. Uh, uh, is it the, the, the coach? The coach? Yes! Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I can pull it real quick. Okay,
0: Sorry. I'll, I'll send this if you can find it. He's amazing. It is so <laughs>
1: He He was on the headset He is great He is great in those situations But it goes
0: to superstition We talked about this yesterday Yes But the superstition of baseball players Exactly And I think they referenced On the sound On the audio That uh, Man I'm being on with you guys A lot of bad stuff happening While I'm being on with you guys And then all of a
1: sudden Something (laughs) happens and he is the greatest because Sloss is like, I'm done with you. I'm
0: done with y'all. Yeah. I'm done with y'all, man. Y'all, and all the baseball guys are like, all right, we yep, get it, Coach. Yep, go we ahead and do it. your thing. Yo. Yep. Producer's like, what's happening here? He's like, no, no, you,
1: you don't want to. No, no, Coach needs to go.
0: Yep.
2: Which I did love because I remember seeing one with – with uh, Coach Pearson, one where they were like, "So you having a good pitching day out there?" He's like, "Yeah, we're trying to throw some strikes." And He's like, "All right, good to see you, Coach." You're like, "That was it? Yes, <laughs> we had it for that. Yes, it was like a one question. Let him go away. That's no one to did, do
1: Nobody it. wants to do that interview." Hey, yeah.
2: uh, Patrick, you you a Spurs fan? So hey, Pop is fe-
0: was famous. It still is. Oh famous yeah, for his. He, sometimes he's a good. Sometimes it's, it's 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 gold, and sometimes it's like I'm not sure if that was passive aggressive or if he was. It angry was 100 percent passive aggressive. It was, I, just, I'm not yo, getting.
1: Fun Mind. <laughs> Pretty exactly. much. That's
0: yeah. That's exactly what it's about. All right. Uh, so let's get into some. Oh, this is breaking bad news. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, guys. And. What has been must-watch television has actually been the Rangers. We talked about them um, yesterday, and we'll be talking a lot about the Rangers actually, especially once the NBA Finals are done. We're
1: actually going to talk to the voice of the Texas Rangers, Jared Sadler, here at 4:30 in the Hard Knocks. <laughs> Look at this today. dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just, okay. Um, I don't even want
1: to reveal what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Hard is making audibles here, man. I'm having a lot of I had to adjust. I had, like, adjust.
1: I had uh, to adjust quickly. Omaha, we, Omaha. As soon as the news happened, I was like, <laughs> "We so got I'm to do doing... something."
0: <laughs> hard is going to make it. Autumn's at the line of scrimmage, it. y'all. and he's, uh, he's checking into the right play. I'll That's just say right. that right now. Uh, but this is unfortunate uh, right here. So Jacob DeGrom... Reportedly, is going to undergo elbow surgery, guys. Uh, starting pitcher uh, Jacob deGron for the Rangers will undergo Tommy John surgery. Uh, and this comes from a lot of different reports. It has not been confirmed by the Rangers organization just yet, but you're talking about Dallas Morning News. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking at LoneStarBall.com, and it's multiple entities that have thrown it out there. And we're going to hear from Jared Sadler.
1: Yes, we're going to talk to Jared Sadler about this. Five years, $185 million deal that he inked with the Rangers this offseason. We talked about it before. The Rangers are spending money because they want to make this run. And he was going to be a big part of the run. Now they have to – call an audible and try to figure out what's next and who's going to be able to fill that spot. Their pitching staff is one of the best in the major leagues right now. And their offense, we talked about that, has been carrying this team. They had a walk-off last night Mm -hmm. against the St. Louis Cardinals. So this news is something that you're going to sit here and you're going to be like, man – in his first six starts with the Rangers, he's got a 2.67 ERA, 45 strikeouts over Damn. 30 innings, 30 in the third inning. So, it's uh it's going to be a huge loss, but as everything else has been going with the Rangers, they've been winning without him. Damn. But they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do to replace him.
0: Uh yeah, that's interesting. I mean, cuz they've been winning with the bats right now. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a historic I haven't kept up with it lately, but and as of yesterday, because I know they had a game yesterday too, but as of yesterday, they had the highest uh, point differential for any team through the first 57 games yeah. since nineteen forty.
1: <laughs> yeah, they—they're dudes was, right now.
0: They man, they've been out there just racking them up, and so but, but it, you gotta have both. You want to make a real championship to. run, you gotta have the pitching, you gotta have the hitting.
1: Pitching and defense wins championships, yeah. and it's the same in football. They, and it's the same in yeah. Same man, you every gotta be game. able to stop somebody every exactly. <laughs> um, so that's unfortunate,
0: guys, and um, you know for the Rangers, is this the first bad news they had on? Yeah, I mean, they—they've yeah. had this. Has almost been almost a, a ideal start to a season for the Rangers. Yeah, considering the money they spent, what yeah. they've invested, you know, new manager, all that stuff. It's been an ideal start for them. This is the first real big, um, you know, kind of impediment. Yes, to their journey so far. So yeah. we'll kind of see what the the, the DNA of this Ranger squad is all about, how they respond to this. Because honestly, the, the Astros, Rose, um, who are second right now in Yo, that They're division. creeping. They are dealing with the most injury-riddled season they've had probably the last five since this, they started their championship run. They've I would never agree had with a, that. Uh, a season to start this injury-riddled since they started winning championships or competing for
1: them. I would agree with that.
0: So it's, it's actually taken a lot out of this Astro squad. We'll see what they're made of, too. But they at least got the championship DNA. They've been there with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen them do it yet. A lot of Rangers fans were excited about this year being the year.
1: Can it still be the year hard? It still can be because, okay. again, they've been doing it without DeGrom. So mm. it's it's more about who is going to be another part of the supporting cast to be able to come up out of the minor leagues or maybe even in somebody that's already in the major leagues that is filling in his spots right now in the rotation. I was telling Patrick before the show, the biggest person that I think should be in the consideration mm. for um, Cy Young is Nathan Uvalde. He's done a great job. And he was another big offseason acquisition that a lot that kinda yeah. it didn't it didn't really get the same headlines, but baseball minds knew that it was a great move by the Rangers to go get Uvaldi. Um and you say he should be in a Cy Young conversation. He definitely should be in the Cy uh-huh. Young conversation. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I mean the Rangers have so many great stories. <laughs> That's yeah. probably just one that and, just kinda goes on. And we the radar. could
2: still see if they're gonna, you know, depending on what the payout'll be for the ground for him not playing this season if that changes his contract or whatever else, they could go try and make a run for somebody for a rental mm. at the end at the trade deadline as well. Yep. If they're still playing this way, they're definitely gonna try and they be shouldn't. buyers of the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh because they've been buyers in the free and the off all the <laughs> no last doubt. couple of years. It's about mm. time for him to get in that, that trade deadline market.
1: Yeah, Uvaldi's eight and two mm. with a two uh two point two four ERA. He's made twelve starts, eighty mm. innings, sixty one hits. Um, His whip is .93. Wow. So he's he's doing what he was – and he's got a couple complete games as well. So he's doing the, the job that was asked of him.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point there. And coming up in Harsh Knock Live, we're going to continue this Rangers conversation. No doubt. No
1: doubt. Because uh, we'll be
0: talking to the, the voice of the Rangers, Jared Sadler. No doubt. Okay, so let's get Sandler. Sorry, I think I said Sandler. Sandler. <laughs> I apologize for that. It's a little bit of both. Uh, I know. I don't know why I said that. I think I got it wrong once and then just kind of kept on with But I know yeah. it's Sandler. I don't know right. why I said it, so I apologize. Uh, but he'll be coming on for the Hard Knock Life to continue our Rangers conversation. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about what kind of rocked uh, the sports world yesterday toward the tail end of our show. Uh, we started to talk about this, but the NFL hasn't made a statement yet a, uh, and they haven't officially suspended this player uh, but Isaiah Rogers of the Colts reportedly from multiple different and now he's actually put out a statement um, he is under investigation for violating the league's gambling policy yep. um, he did not elaborate on you know, any of the mistakes but he did put out a statement saying quote I want to take full responsibility for my actions he tweeted this out I want to take full responsibility for my actions. I know I have made mistakes, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. The last thing I ever wanted to do was to be a distraction to the Colts organization, my coaches, and my teammates. I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment, and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL, and I've never taken that lightly. I'm very sorry for all of this. Um, And as we all know, the NFL recently has had multiple players suspended for violating their gambling policy. Yep. Most notably, Calvin Ridley served an in indefinite suspension for gambling in 2021. Um, but remember, he was reinstated uh, a year after his suspension. So he is now with the Jack Wars. Um, in this offseason, there were five NFL players who were suspended for violating the NFL's gambling policy, uh, and, uh, including the Lions receiver, Jamison Williams. Yep. Um, who is probably the most notable of all those guys? The rest of them have been cut, I believe already. I believe those guys that did you guys, know, the, the team decided, yeah, man, you're not worth it. You're not. You're not good enough to for this headache for us. Right. So, uh, Jameson Williams, you are. We'll invest in you. So it it has been a lar- is a big topic of conversation. We brought this up yesterday and talked about it a ton yesterday at the end of the show. I have seen multiple. Um, articles and we don't know the details just yet. Like I said, because the NFL did not put anything out, um, but there are reports from Pro Football Talk and from The Athletic that they are claiming that this that, that the investigation has brought up you know a, a hundred or so different transactions, yeah. of bets, and that he was allegedly I'll say that allegedly using a friend's betting app <laughs> to make these bets.
1: I mean, allegedly, gonna you know, try everything you can to get that fifty dollar bet in. And
0: uh, yeah, they said most of the bets, almost all of them, were from twenty five to fifty bucks. There was one four figure bet. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we don't know the details just yet from the NFL. Uh, but we will learn because he's already put out a statement saying um and acknowledging the guilt.
1: Yeah. It's
0: it's only a matter of time. Man. So what are your thoughts? I mean, this is on continue to happen, guys. This is because and I, and I don't know why we talked about it yesterday and I looked it up. The Athletic has a great article. Uh, if you have time and you have the subscription to The Athletic, I'd recommend you go check it out. Mm-hmm. They actually have uh, multiple articles where they uh, went into a deep dive and spoke with different players in the NFL about the NFL's gambling policy. Um, And they claim that and they spoke to agents, too, by the way, spoke to agents and also players. um, And they claim two agents said that they heard from players confessing they now know they violate the league's gambling policy. Like they Mm
2: -hmm.
0: once they saw the stories and read the details, they saw, oh, man, I'm doing that, too. I'm violating the policy, which means they're. And uh, now one quote from the article says, I have a player who has said to me, I bet from the facility, um, just three, th- five to ten dollar bets, like three to five dollar bets, like nothing big. I'm not even trying to win. It's just something I'm doing. But they didn't know the rules, apparently, which I don't know how the hell you don't know the rules. Right. Um, and they also said from two NFL agents who said that since the April suspensions, they have heard from players confessing they now know they violate the team's policy and that. the NFL essentially has been a little negligent. Whether it's the teams or the league, they've been somewhat negligent at providing these players with the information and the resources. Now, there needs to be personal accountability. Players need to take some personal accountability, and before they place a bet, they should probably reach out to the player rep to find out if it's okay. But the teams need to be working harder. The agents need to be working harder because they're all invested, and the NFL itself. So all three of those... Entities need to be working harder to provide the players with resources so that they don't make these, which are almost trivial mistakes. Because right. they, they're not making real money. They're, they're sacrificing millions of dollars for a so $50 dollar bet. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm like, saying. Like, on, like it wasn't even Money Mayweather bets. He bet. Him and Drake, Drake bets. Drake bets. M- yeah, Mattress Mac. Bet <laughs> These dudes dabble. That's a, yeah you go. They are like, man, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm gonna see if I can do it. I'm gonna see what how much money. I'm, how much you gonna put out there? About twenty five dollars. No,
2: but I mean that's that's the hey man. I'm seeing this. Let's make the game a little bit more interesting. Yes, it's that's about, a, yeah. all it is. Yeah. Let's bet
1: with each other. Then bet the people in the house get. with you. <laughs> but <laughs> then you yeah, can get still, it's
2: stupid to do that. To be like, hey, let's make this game more interesting by. It's like, well, what's the what's the bet? Like, I'm betting they don't catch me. Yeah, I bet I don't to. give up my career for
1: these dumb bets.
0: For a lot of dumb bets.
1: What is the uh, catch? Me if you can. That's what. They, that's what they're doing, and they've been catching you. They yeah. The because NFL of the has fact, a, yeah. yeah, they have
0: a they they have agreements with these sports betting entities. These app, they have they have
1: agreements with them. You have to yes. You have so. to because of the fact there's so much that is involved in this. You can look at it as a player betting, and then you find out that he's betting on his own team. That's worse. That's one of the allegations is that he yes. plays
0: bets on the Colts, uh, like against the Colts, I should say. And <laughs> He really
2: knows. What, well, and a, Jeff Saturday is the coach? A, and you bet against the Colts right now.
0: Unless they're playing the Texans, was a wise decision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> could have <laughs> bet on him to Joe cover Ronan the spread. You could have. You
2: could have. Uh, yeah. You could have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we'll I mean, see. like, even Pete Rose bet on his team to win. Yep. Allegedly. We still
0: really don't know what Pete Rose bet on. I know, but I'm I'm trying to get Pete Rose better than it. We listen to Pete Rose tell us what Pete Rose bet on. But let's be honest, Pete Rose, I was here, I heard Hogan talk about this today. Pete Rose signed an agreement so that the dirt wouldn't come out about Pete Rose, so that Pete Rose could control the narrative. Yeah. But you can still go back to the agreement that he's banned. He agreed to the ban. Yeah. Why would you agree to the ban? Unless you wanted, you didn't want all the real dirt to come out about you. And then, oh, and then publicly now you can claim, you know what, man? They, they doing, they doing me dirty. are they doing yeah. what you dirty? You signed. Why'd you sign the band? <laughs> yeah, cause-
1: why'd you sign the band? Because I had to. They told me that I, I would never, ever.
0: They have, they have like.
1: The seals. <laughs> right. Yeah, the seals on it.
0: You know what I mean? Like that. I don't know. That, that, anyway, but yeah, that, of course, obviously a lot of this conversation goes way, way back to Pete Rosen, even before that, about gambling and sports. But let me just throw this out there because gambling is truly mainstream now. Right? 100%. It's, it's, it is. It, it's 33 states plus the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico have mm-hmm. legalized sports betting. Three more states are preparing to launch late this year. Texas probably should have done it. it. means a lot of local revenue that you can generate. And now we're talking about just this year, in the last calendar year. All right, so we're talking about from um, May of 2022 to April of 2023. So that's the calendar year they're talking about. 90 billion dollars generated. 90, $90 billion dollars uh, wagered in U.S sports books. And since 20, May 2018, there have been $220 billion wagered with U.S. sports books. Mm. And the more states do it, the more money they're making. A 22% increase year over year um, as more states open up to legalized sports betting. Um, like I said, they expect 90. They had $90 billion in the last calendar year from May 22 to April of 2023. And they've been doing these surveys about who's betting, right? What? what Americans are betting and they're finding surprisingly a lot of young people are betting
1: a lot way more young
0: people than they thought um we got
1: young people that work here that's what oh, we've talking about it all the time they love it yeah. so here,
0: here are the numbers about how young people are betting from the opinion diagnostics uh online survey uh of young adults who attend college and college students is they claim their survey of 3527 of these young people found that 58% of respondents acknowledged having made at least one sports wager in the last year. 67% of the students living on campus say they are betters and tend to bet at a much higher frequency.
1: Mm. 41% Mm -hmm.
0: of responding college students who wager on sports have placed a bet on their school's team, and 35% have used a student bookie. You know you yeah. in it.
1: You got a bookie. You, you all the way so like in it. like
0: Bucky's cousin or uncle, <laughs> whoever it is. Um, among our respondents, 30% said their typical single wager was between $10 and $20. 6% said they they have lost more than $500. Um, there was another study done by Sportico. In NC, the NCAA report claims 67% of on-campus college students are betting on sports. Um, not N- shocked about it. NCAA President Charlie Baker states 63% of college-age students say they see advertising for sports books that make them want to bet on sports. And the it, it, it seems to me, just kind of looking at the stats here, that a lot of more young people are betting. These are the young people that are going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. By the way, some of these young people on college campuses are student athletes. Ooh, brilliant. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I, I hope there is awareness. That is now being prioritized with these young people who are betting, not that I think it's a danger or anything, but mm-hmm. that's, they know that, you know, they could be violating the the rules of the NCAA and the rules of whatever professional league they're going to and thereby endangering your career. Yeah. And your it, chance to make some bread.
1: That's that's that's, that's crazy. It's so it's so wild to me nowadays because of the things that you just brought up. But the fact of the accessibility to gambling now, that's the other part of it. It's on the phone. It's on your phone. It's 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 wherever you and you're just sitting there, to Patrick's point, you're like, you want to make it interesting and somebody's talking to you, you're like, oh man, that line is what? Oh yeah. I've I've watched them play three times. I'm gonna go ahead and jump on this. You can't, bro. You can't. Don't download the app. (laughs) <laughs> don't do it it's a problem don't do that to yourself no, so they we'll it, see
0: you're right it makes it more exciting most uh people who bet on sports they do it because uh it says 56 percent of gamblers said betting is more ent- it makes it more entertaining 42 says it makes it more exciting yeah and 71 percent of sports gamblers uh bet on sports at least once a week so I mean, we, uh, we're a gambling society. We like sports betting. We no, really no do. We uh, like these,
1: wagering on a lot of things. We wager on a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: It's hall fantasy football list. Yes, fantasy exa- sports period. E-
1: exactly. Uh, all
0: right, what you got coming up for the people on Harsh Knock Life? We
1: got our man Jared Sandler coming up to talk about the DeGrom news, the Texas Rangers, and what is next for the Texas Rangers if they try to move past uh, the injury to Jacob DeGrom.
0: All right, uh, talking to some Rangers on the other side, uh, right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred down The Horn.
1: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure.
1: Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you dirty, Mike? And the
3: boys. I'm Mike Lowry. Michael. Oh, that's funny. Michael. Michael!
1: Welcome back to a Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that you can hear on our other station, 1260, as the Texas Rangers or we're, that's the home of the Texas Rangers. But this is the man that has got some news for us today, and it's not all good news, but he's going to give us some other news about his home team, the Texas Rangers, my man, Jared Sandler. Jared, how you doing, buddy?
3: Hey, fellas, uh, doing well. hope you guys are doing well as well. Yeah, it's What's
1: a on, brother? tough, tough day in Arlington right now. Well, let's get into it. It's June 6th. The Texas Rangers are 39-20. and 20. They are in first place on June 6th, mm-hmm. and I know that makes you very, very excited. But you got some unfortunate news today when it has to do with Jacob Degrom.
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, it, it's bittersweet. You know, bitter in that he's you know going to have surgery and be out for uh, the next year and, and maybe some change and. Uh, you know that obviously, uh, first and foremost, is, is probably a tough pill for him to swallow, and he showed a lot of emotion uh, when he addressed the media about the the need for surgery. Um, and I, I guess "sweet" maybe isn't the right word, but it does give him some clarity, gives the team some clarity. I think he's been pitching under this cloud of mystery the last few years. You know, feeling good for two months, and then all of a sudden not feeling good, and then two months later feeling good, and then not feeling good, and. Uh, you know, hopefully, this will give him a, a you know clear path to return. And uh, you know, he's been through this before. He got a new ligament 13 years ago, and he's going to come back with a new ligament in uh, 13 to 14 months. And uh, I think that you know, while that that period of time is not going to be easy uh, for him, it's not like you just snap your fingers and you're back. It's a it's a lot of hard work to uh, come back from a surgery like this. But uh, you know, again, he's he's had a roadmap to doing that before, and once he is back, he'll have a fresh ligament, and hopefully uh, he'll go back to being a Cy Young caliber pitcher.
1: Yeah, five-year, $185 million um, uh, contract that was just recently signed is now, you know, he, you talked about the the surgery and him going through it before, and I'm glad that he does have some clarity. But, you know, as a competitor and somebody that loves to be on the baseball field, I know this is kind of one of those gut-riching, situations for him because of what you said. I mean, he's been going through this. and had a flare up here and there, and they've been calling it inflammation. Yesterday, we were kind of thinking of the same thing when they went from the 15-day to the 60-day injury list. We were kind of expecting something bad to happen, not bad to happen to him, but bad news to come out of that. But What is next for the Texas Rangers? Who's going to be the guy that is going to have to step up in his role? We know Nathan Uvalde is having uh, what I said he should be in the Cy Young conversation because of the way he's going about his business. But who else is going to be able to step up in this situation?
3: Well, you know, they've been pitching without him now for a month and a half. Uh, And so I don't know that the news today changes – You know, the the feelings or expectations of anyone, Uh, you know, the guys uh, responded really well when he went on the IL in late April. And, um, you know, I I think everyone was obviously hopeful he'd be back, uh, whether it was, you know, at this point or sometime in the near future. But, um, you know, I don't know that the news today necessarily impacts any of these guys individually. If anything, you know, Dane Dunning who's going to start tonight probably has more clarity on his role. Uh, You know, it's not like he's on the verge now of going back to the bullpen. Uh, But I would say that, you know, from a team standpoint, the timing of this, well, you never want to hear this news. Uh, Let's say you heard it on August 5th. Well, you know, that would be a lot tougher uh, than hearing it today because it's still well before the trade deadline. And if they decide that, uh, you know, they feel like they need to go out and get another starting pitcher, they got plenty of time to do so. And we see this happen in sports, uh, you know, quite a bit where a team loses a significant contributor. And. You know, it's really tough and it stinks, and you start asking the questions well, how are they going to be able to replace this guy and this and that? And then next thing you know, that team makes a trade to, you know, find someone to maybe not fill that guy's shoes, but contribute in whatever areas uh, they're lacking with that, you know, particular injury. So uh, the Rangers are in a unique position where they can go out, and if they feel like they need to add another starting pitcher, they can do so. Uh, And it's not like, uh, you know, they won't have a place for that guy next year. You know, Andrew Heaney's got an option. Uh, And so, you know, he could, might not be back. You know, that's to be determined. Martín Perez is a free agent. So the Rangers definitely have uh, a need for starting pitching beyond this year. And if they feel like they can fill it at the deadline with someone who can help them this year and beyond, then, you know, this gives them more of a path to do that. So, um, you know, I think that's really the the big question is what's going to transpire between now and, uh, you know, the the middle to end of July uh, to inform the Rangers of how they want to proceed at that point.
0: Yeah, Jared, un- honestly, this is probably the first bad news uh that the Rangers have gotten uh this start to start to this season. It's been ideal for them and one of the best storylines has been uh Marcus Simeon. I mean it's been a great storyline for him, uh, with the hit streak going. Uh talk about what he's done so far and his storyline uh this season with the Rangers. Uh
3: great question, Rod. Hey Rod, what uh, can you just remind me of the standings at all? Again, I, I just always have internet <laughs> problems
0: whenever I speak to you guys. It, I believe the Astros are three and a half back. Is it still three and a half? Three and, oh, half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three yeah, and a half. Okay. Yeah. Three and a half. Yeah. 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 Okay,
3: i just sorry. I internet oh, no. just, gosh, I don't know why my Wi-Fi just goes out whenever I speak to you guys. Uh, no, Ron, that, 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 that That's that's a great question. uh The Rangers are better than Astro. The Astros. I appreciate you asking. <laughs> uh And uh now, Mark. Mark has been outstanding. I mean. You know, last year was such a unique year for, for a lot of guys, but Marcus especially. You know, he uh, signs this, this big contract. There's pressure and expectations that come with that. He was, uh, you know, one of the, the eight or nine most central figures in the league from a player standpoint And dealing with the lockout, and a lot of time was spent with that. He, you know, had to deal with moving a family of, of three plus his wife, you know, to the Metroplex, and it got off to a slow start and then dealt with the pressures of that. But really from about this time last year on, He was a really good player, and he sort of just picked up where he left off. But, you know, I I asked the question to some people yesterday, who's been the biggest surprise? And Marcus Simeon, of the group that I I listed, was the most accomplished of all the players. But, you know, you you take what he's done relative to maybe what the expectation was, I think you can make a pretty strong argument that he's been the biggest surprise. Because I think if you ask people their expectation was Marcus Simeon was going to be a really good player, Hey, maybe an all-star. Uh, I don't know that people necessarily expected us to be having a conversation on June, whatever the day is—June 5th, June 6th—I don't even know uh, that Marcus Simeon is, you know, on a short list of American League MVP candidates. And, you know, for me, the reason why he really deserves to be on that list is a—you know, obviously what he's done at the plate, but you know, he's such an elite base runner, and he's been outstanding defensively. Uh, you know, he has been a Gold Glove second baseman so far this year, and. Uh, You know, it's been a lot of fun to watch him, you know, in in all phases of the game.
1: We're talking to the voice of the Texas Rangers, Jared Sandler. Sandler, Jared, I wanted to ask you this, man, because I appreciate you uh, rubbing it in on Rod every chance you get when it comes to the (laughs) Texas Rangers, because that's why I wanted to make sure I put June 6th, the Texas (laughs) Rangers are in first place. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about, what this team has done, they're leading the league in run scored. They're plus 153 in run scored. You got Marcus Simeon with 55 run score, Adoles uh, Garcia 47, Josh Young 42, and Nathan Lowe, who got the game-winning hit last night, with 43. I thought in the beginning of the season, and you and I talked about it when we were at spring training, I thought this was going to be a team that was going to put up a lot of runs, but I didn't know it was going to be at this at this level. And someone asked me what I thought the biggest surprise was, and it's not necessarily this team being able to do what they're doing. I think Bruce Bochy being in that dugout and teaching these young men and letting them be ball players, leading them the right way, I think that has been the biggest thing that I've been paying attention to, his calm demeanor when he's dealing with this team.
3: Yeah, calm, confident, consistent. I think those uh, those three words uh, really help define what he is and what he's brought to this team. Uh, you know, they haven't lost back to back games in over a month. Uh, but, you know, earlier in the year, they you know got swept in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, they've blown some games late. Uh, and, you know, whatever the, the hurdle has been, whatever the situation's been, they've uh, they bounced back. And I, I at no point, have witnessed the group that's been in panic mode that uh, got nervous or anything like that. And I think, you know, they, they take cues from uh, the, the general manager and the, the manager and even the coaching staff. And I think that, you know, the coaching staff is taking cues from Bruce Bochy and it's just kind of a trickle down stuff. You know, I'm sure Rod can talk about, you know, when he was playing football, uh, you know, the, the mindset, the mentality of maybe not just the head coach, but your position coach and, you know, the, the, the various Mm -hmm. coaches and people on staff who touch you uh, and are in contact with you, that it makes a difference. And I think that Bruce Bochy's had that effect on so many people, players, staff included. And I think that domino effect has been real.
1: Yeah, it definitely Mm -hmm. has been real. Before we let you go, I wanted to ask you too, last night with the walk-off base hit, Uh, by Nathaniel Lowe, he went the opposite way. And that's something that I've I've seen some other guys try to do a little bit more because it's not his normal swing, but he did go the other way. He saw the shift. I don't know how he did it, cut down the swing, hit the ball the other way. How exciting was that when uh, uh, he, he drove in the winning run? Because it looked like it was very, very exciting at Globe Life.
3: Yeah, I mean it's great to obviously win, and uh, you know the Rangers have given up leads before, like we talked about, but you know they usually don't end up winning those games. And gave up that lead late, and to come back and uh, and and get the run in the bottom of the ninth and keep things going, I think was uh, you know was great. It, it you know kind of picks up Grant Anderson, the the young riding who gave up the lead, and you know for Nathaniel, I think that that hits big. You know it, it's it's funny because he really hasn't hit his stride yet. He hasn't had a, a hot stretch, but. You know he's still you know, a really good player. He's ninth in the league in hits. And you know for someone who hasn't really caught fire yet, he's still been among the you know the better contributors in uh, you know in the league relative to his position. And uh, you know going the other way has been a big part of what he does. You know he has more opposite field hits than anyone in baseball from the left side, and that was the case last year as well. And uh, you know he's kind of old school in that regard. You know he's uh, he's kind of cut from uh, you know the 80s and 90s, not only the the way he wears his jersey, sometimes but just also his style of hitting. He's a hitter first and a power guy second, and it came into play yesterday, getting that uh, that hit through the five-six hole.
1: And that was beautiful to watch. We can't wait to continue to see what happens in the month of June, and mm-hmm. hopefully by the time of July, you can come back on and talk to Rod and see where the uh, where the standings are Go at throws.
3: that time. <laughs> I, I hope so. You know, I I know, and, and Rod, I think I think Rod knows. I know this. Uh, you don't. You don't get uh, you don't uh, raise flags for being in first place on June 6th. but <laughs> my gosh, it's been six years, and I'm gonna enjoy every second of this as long as it lasts. You're damn right, bro, uh, and we're enjoying it too. <laughs> yeah, we are should. definitely <laughs> enjoying it too
1: because we don't know when it's coming back, but we're gonna ride it until we can't no more. So, Jared, we appreciate for you, sure. man. Have a great call tonight, and you can hear it on our on our other station, twelve sixty. Jared Sandler, right there, breaking Thanks, it all it. down. Thank you, man. my man.
3: Thanks, fellas.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a good breakdown of everything that was going on, especially with the DeGrom situation and what's going on with him. And I I said that before. They've already got guys that have been pitching with him being out Mm -hmm. of it. Now there's clarity, and everybody can have their roles defined now as this game continues to roll on. So I'm I'm glad that they do all have clarity on what's next. Uh yeah man it's gonna be an interesting ride for them
0: um, because uh, you brought up the run differential yeah which is now in it's insane you said one fifty three one and there at fifty nine through fifty nine games through I don't know where games. that's like I said two days ago it was like the largest run differential it's getting, since nineteen forty <laughs> yeah so I like, I wonder where it is now but uh, it's been unbelievable the turnaround for uh, the Rangers and yeah they got the Astros fans a little a little concerned just concerned
1: just a little bit because they cause don't it, look like we, they're fading
0: what. Well, Exactly, because everybody thought, okay, it's too. It, basically, when everybody brought up the Rangers, the uh, the the excuse was, or at least the, the 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 comment that was thrown out there most of the time was, it's still early. Yeah. All right, it's a long baseball season. You got to get at least a third of the way through it to figure out if you do have anything of substance. Right. And it's like,
1: well. I, we're here. We found a substance. And it's, <laughs> we found a
0: substance. <laughs> and it ain't the cream in the clip. And it, it is no, not no, the cream it's, in it's the clip. It's, it's the good stuff.
1: So it's 153. They're plus 153. The second closest team. The team in second place uh, with the run differential is the Tampa Bay Rays. They're plus 125.
0: And they started out, that was the hottest team in baseball to yes. start the
1: season. Undefeated. Uh, a yeah, the last
0: undefeated team in yep. baseball. So, yeah, the Rangers are looking good, and we'll see what happens with them after uh, the clarity now with Jacob DeGrom. No All right. Uh, so, thanks to Jared Sadler. Good harsh knock life there. We come back. There is a documentary about one of the greatest college football dynasties in history coming out. We'll discuss it and talk about it and talk about whether we think it'll be worth the watch. Mm-hmm. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful dd D Mega doo I'm sorry, Mangudu.
2: Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi, Cat Essen. Well,
3: I don't get a break day and comb. Well,
1: congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy.
3: And boom goes the dynamite.
1: It's time for another edition of off the record.
3: Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And things sucks.
0: Alright, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Uh time to get into uh off the record here and uh Patrick sent this story a couple of days ago, um, uh, but uh a lot of things have um, hit the hit the headline since but I wanted to get to it because I think it's be pretty interesting and I want to watch it too. So uh, reportedly, there's going to be a documentary made about the Florida Gators during the Urban Meyer years mm-hmm. and their dynastic run uh, during those Urban Meyer years. Uh, there' uh, a documentary about the '06 to '09 Urban Meyer Florida teams is going to be featured on Netflix. They're going to call it Swamp Kings. Uh, and, of course, we remember all of the very dynamic personalities from that team, most notably Tim Tebow, uh, Aaron Hernandez, uh, also a part of those teams, and, yes, Urban Meyer, of course, too. Um, so you guys going to watch the Swamp Kings documentary on Netflix?
2: 100%. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm really curious how deep they go. Uh, I think they're going to go, like you said, you, you got to talk about the Dark Passenger. If you're going to do a well, bio. No, no, if you're doing that. You can't just be like, man, wasn't Tim Tebow great? You have to be like, oh, no, like 50% of this team was awful. That's the whole – I think that's the beauty of the documentary is that you had
0: arguably the holiest college football player of all time <laughs> <laughs> sharing the locker room and throwing to a murderer, a serial killer, some people would call like He killed multiple people. Yep. Uh, that, I, that, you would definitely talk – I mean, that, I think, is the pitch. It's like they shared a locker room. They went out together at the times. They shared meals. Yes. A killer and a a a man who is led by his faith. Probably more by inspired by his faith more so than most of the greats in college football history, he wore it on his sleeve. Literally, he would put yeah, the, <laughs> no doubt. He'd put these scriptures on his sleeve and on his eye black and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they did have thirty-one arrests during Urban
1: Meyer's tenure. That is the part that I think Patrick is driving. Thirty-one right arrests there is like we have to see all of the dirt.
0: Forty-one players on the title team were ultimately arrested at one point during their career. Yeah, um, but thirty-one arrested during the Urban Meyer's
1: time there hmm So yeah, they got a lot to cover. It is. How, how long uh, is this documentary? You know I mean, be? we're gonna be there for a while. Gonna, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> It's a ten-part docu-series. I mean, Aaron
0: Hernandez got—he's got one episode on his own.
1: Well, Aaron Tim Hernandez got, got his own documentary.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
2: Tim <laughs> Tebow deserves his own documentary too. So that's yeah. one— one
1: episode each
2: for them too. I mean, there was a Florida player that just got convicted of murdering his girlfriend today.
1: Yeah, that was uh, Tony
2: what? Joyner. Yeah. Wow. That he just got sentenced to life today. I didn't even know that was a I didn't even know so, that even So, and I think he was around that time too. So, I don't know if he was on that team or he was right before that team or wow. but he was around that time too. So, I'm saying this was not a this is a Urban Meyer special, and then Tim Tebow. They might have to go 10 episodes on this thing. <laughs> Maybe I longer.
0: I don't know how you're going to cover all this, man. That is, Yeah, because Tim Tebow in itself was a bit of a phenomenon. There is a belief. You guys, okay, how about this? There's a belief, because I remember having this discussion when NIL first came out, that in the history of college football, what athlete, what all-time great athlete, would have benefited more from NIL during their tenure? And the belief mm-hmm. is that Tim Tebow— would have cashed in more and would have generated more NIL revenue than any player before him in the NIL world, mm-hmm. and I tend to agree. No, no, no doubt about it. Right? Don't don't no we? No doubt right? about it. Can we think it. of somebody who would have been? I don't know. Would have made more money generated no. more?
1: I don't think so. No, no. I know a lot of people who are going to go out you there got, and you bring got up paid a, Manning and yeah. the Mannings, maybe, but no. Mannings were still in college, weren't a bigger deal than Tim Tebow. No, in my they, they were, were not. not. They were not. Yeah. Tim Tebow was I, I remember watching Tim Tebow's games in high school on ESPN because yes. they were in love with hmm. this young man yeah. and what he was going to bring. And I guess it was because of what his uh faith was. You know, he, he was, was a he was a, he was a celebrity. He was even in high school. So yeah. I I've always been
0: a big Tim Tebow fan because I, I always said I think I thought he was legitimate. I thought he was authentic. I I and I know it's hard to find the real deal, but I do think he was led by his faith. No, yeah. I know we got the Joel Osteens out there, so we're like, yeah. Okay, Rod B, yeah, whatever. But I th- I always said if if he wasn't a virgin and he was out there getting it in and he wasn't a virgin until he got married, TMZ no. would have found it. Yeah. They would have, because he was that big of a story. It was like, no, no, we can't yes. wait. Because what do we want to see? Ultimately? You're looking for the dirt on yes, Tim Tebow. Yes, you're looking for you're the looking dirt. For. for a while, people are like, I want to find the dirt. We gotta find the dirt. We find the dirt. Yep. And then that'll be one of the biggest stories because Tim Tebow is flawed like everybody else. They never found the dirt.
1: No, TMZ. No. that's no. all the they Lord, do. The and, Lord wouldn't let him. The Lord would. <laughs> the Lord would not let him find it. Uh, and and, and I'm I know mean, looking. There's also the you thing know with Tim with Tebow looking.
2: is that he's looked the same for the past 25 years. He does age well. The man I mean, no, is but a, he looked like a grown yeah. man in college, right? But he still has aged really and well. No, but, as and he now he still looks like a like he looks like the yeah. same grown man. I agree with that. Yeah, it yeah. was. I remember seeing the interview with him when he was interviewing uh, uh, Stetson Bennett before the national championship too. Yeah, and you just watched, and it was like, wait, they played the same position. Yeah, (laughs) Stacey Bennett, just skinny little guy, and and (laughs) Tim Tebow looks like he was WWE champion. Yeah, he yeah,
0: and I always wondered where Tim Tebow would go in his post football career because I do think. He could have gone to I think politics. He could have gone into it if he wanted to. I don't think he likes it because it's just too dirty. Yeah, I think he could have, he could have been a televangelist if he wanted to. He could go uh, he Joe could still do the that and be a a preacher. If people would watch Tim Tebow. They would to do what has listen. Do you remember these uh, stories about him like helping pray over people to save them in public? Bro, he gave a kid a what, circumcision.
1: He flew overseas. he was once no he's a moil. Yeah, yeah. Like, he
0: literally, he's, he's like, certified yeah. when he goes on his missions. Yes. He does circumcise people. Yeah. Um, but he was, when he was with the Scottsdale Scorpions, um, he, a kid had a seizure. Brandon Barry had a seizure while Tim Tebow was there. Tim Tebow, uh, reportedly, I'm just telling y'all what the story says, uh, put hands on him and prayed over him. Or the paramedics arrived and um, the young man began to calm himself and breathe
1: again. Story Mm -hmm. says. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not making this up. You go Google
1: it. There was another incident on a plane. That was when he was playing in the Arizona Fall League.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Scottsdale
1: Scorpions, yeah. And
0: he was on a plane from Atlanta, Georgia to Phoenix one time. And a passenger on his Delta flight began having a heart, like palpitation, like heart issues. But they were going to have a heart attack. And according to a passenger, Richard Gotti, Who shared his story. He said people left his first class seat (laughs) to go back to the cheap seats, (laughs) right, Mm -hmm. where the medical emergency was happening, and then asked the entire flight crew and the entire, like, uh, the entire flight, everybody on board to pray over the passenger. Everybody on the plane. You know how people. You know how ridiculous people act on planes these days. Trust me. They got no home training. None. We, people acting a damn fool, and yet Tim Tebow got the whole plane to pray over this uh, dude who was I having swear if I was on a hard issue.
2: If I was on a plane dying, and Tim T walked back and be like, "I'm good, bro. <laughs> <Don't> Let's <us laughs> not make not? a scene out of this. No, he's go did. back to your seat. No, I'm, good. I'm he, good. Don't don't he, the plane. Come on, man. He prayed over <laughs> him, and
0: apparently it was all good. And Tebow he helped deplane the guy and his family and his wife. It's, it it seems genuine. I don't think we would love to find a dirt on Tim Tebow. No, it's they the re- can't find no can't dirt, can't find man. no dirt, man. He's the real deal. Yes. So, I'm a Tebow fan. I always have, Vince. Hard not to be a Tebow fan. Yeah, it was that it was moment. He hey, had a moment. shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no that no. wasn't smart, Josh McDaniels. But is Tim Tebow the real, authentic deal? The genuine article? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he is. There it is. And I'm most definitely going to watch that uh, that special on Netflix. All right, we come back. We'll get into Live and the PGA deciding to merge. The story that has rocked the sports world. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for